this was my identity and I would be a bad person if I tried to pursue the thing that inside of me I was saying that I needed it. Hello my friends and welcome back to another episode of The Unbarred Woman, the podcast designed to help you break free from whatever is holding you back so that you can live the life of your dreams, no matter what that looks like to you. I am your host Jess and I am a certified life coach. Today, I am really excited to talk to you about a big change that has happened in my life, and I think that it could be really helpful for some other people. But before I jump into that, you are going to notice that this episode has been released on Tuesday instead of our usual Sunday. I am switching up the release date a little bit just to see if we can reach some more people. We're going to try releasing on Tuesdays going forward and we will see how that goes. Right now, it is Friday evening actually. I am recording this and I am drinking a kombucha. The kombucha I like to get is by a brand called Remedy. And the reason why I like theirs is because they actually have no sugar. It's, I don't know if you have looked before, but it is very difficult to find kombucha that has no sugar. So these ones are really good, actually. Like, even though they're no sugar, they're actually quite good. Yeah, the one I'm drinking right now It's called Switchel. It's a blood orange flavor, Um, but it's kombucha that actually has apple cider vinegar in it. So it's very zesty and refreshing. Okay, you know what? Let's just jump right into this. So as you have seen from the title of the episode, I am going to talk to you about why I stopped being vegan after six years of being vegan. So I want to give you a little background about why I had even gone vegan, because I think that that is important to the story. When I was in my teens, I became sensitive to dairy And quite honestly, for like a really long time, I just didn't really care that the things that I was eating or drinking would make me feel sick. You can definitely go deeper into that and realize, like I did, that I just didn't care enough or love myself enough to put that extra effort into taking proper care of myself. But thankfully, when I was 29, I decided that I was tired of feeling sick on a regular basis and that I was worth the effort to figure out what was bothering me. Because at that point, I was feeling sick pretty much every single day. Like, 
not like not able to leave bed kind of sick. I just was, you know, living my life and it's just, just not feeling good, not feeling great. Like, I honestly don't know how to put it into words, like just feeling like my stomach would always be bothering me and just feeling kind of like sluggish and heavy and just blah, you know, like I never felt um, the words that come to mind is vibrant. Like I never felt vibrant or like really like full of life, you know, at that time. So when I was 29, I decided to cut out all animal products and gluten for a whole month. I wanted to just cut out like everything that could possibly be triggering what I was feeling because I knew that it I knew that it had to be something in my diet because at that time I was like working out very regularly. So I knew that it wasn't like a lack of exercise or a lack of not moving my body. So it had to be something in my diet. So at the end of this month of cutting out all animal products and gluten, I felt amazing. Like, incredible. And I think the biggest things, the biggest things that I noticed was that before when I would finish a meal, like particularly if I was having meat, right? Like, and I'm, I think at that time when like looking back now, I think it was more specifically if I was having red meat, but I would feel very heavy and tired and, like I said, just not great. So at the end of this month of cutting out all animal products and gluten, I was feeling incredible. I had so much energy. Uh, my body was feeling good. I didn't feel like I was carrying like this heaviness with me. I, like I said, I felt energetic. I didn't have that feeling of being, the only way that I can put it is like heavy. Like if you eat me, I'm sure you're aware, well aware of what I'm trying to say. It's like that feeling in your stomach where like, cause you just haven't digested yet. Right. And you just feel like, like you're carrying this around with you, you know? So I didn't feel any of that at the end of this month and was like, wow, this is incredible. So after the one month, I decided to bring gluten back in to see if it would affect me, mainly because there was basically nothing that I could eat. <laughs> like being vegan and gluten-free six years ago was very, very challenging. So I brought gluten back in, slowly introduced it back in, and it didn't affect me at all. So I have continued to eat gluten. But I decided that I was going to go fully vegan, like stay fully vegan. It was a really hard transition. Like doing it for one month was like it was challenging. It was definitely challenging. But like the idea of doing that forever <laughs> is what I was thinking at that time. 
it, I needed more, I felt like I needed more time. So it took me about one year to kind of transition into being fully vegan. And that was mainly because at that time, it was very difficult to find vegan options at restaurants. And at that time, 29, I was like, I had a very, very active social life. And I was going out with my friends to eat like, probably at least twice a week, sometimes more. So it was just really challenging to try and fit that into my life. But then after a year of kind of transitioning into it, I decided, no, that's it. Like, (laughs) we're going fully vegan and, like, staying fully vegan. So what I forgot to say before is that, like, I would have chicken if I was out with my friends or I might have, like, a burger if I was out with my friends. But I would not buy any animal products to make or eat at home. So everything that was in my home was vegan. The only time that I would have meat is if I was eating out. Like I said, after that one year of kind of doing that transition, I decided, okay, absolutely no more. No more meat, no more animal products. So I was strictly vegan for five years. And then late last year, I started feeling not so great again. I wasn't feeling sick per se, but I just felt like I wasn't getting the proper nutrition I needed from my vegan diet. Now, I I don't want to say that a vegan diet is not good. I think that it all depends on the person and how much time and effort you're willing to put into it. Because I am somebody who does not really enjoy cooking. And it made it really difficult to get everything that I needed. And I also, like, you can definitely be successful at it if you are tracking everything to make sure that you are actually hitting all of those 12 daily necessities. There is an app by, oh my goodness, what's his name? I want to say, I want to say Dr. Gregor, but I'm not sure if that is right. But the app is called The Daily Dozen. I'm pretty sure it's called The Daily Dozen. I will find this and I will put it in the show notes if you're interested in it. But basically, if you are on a vegan diet, then this is a really helpful app to make sure that you're checking off all of those 12 things every single day to try and meet your nutrition requirements. I was not good about doing that. I also question if even doing that really gives you everything that you need. So part of the reason why 
I started considering this is because, like I said, I wasn't feeling like I was really getting everything that I needed. But also, I had learned that from plant protein, like, obviously, you can get protein from plants. You definitely can. That was one of the things that drove me crazy the most was that was like the first question that I would get is, well, how, like, how do you get your protein? It's like, well, there, there is protein in plants. So, I mean, looking back now and being more aware now of how much protein my body actually needs, I was definitely not getting enough protein, but that does not mean that I wasn't getting any protein at all. Okay. There's, you can definitely get protein on a vegan diet. And again, if you are very particular about hitting all of those food groups, then you can do it. However, my caveat here is that I've learned that although you can get protein from plants, it's not necessarily a full protein. I don't know how to properly explain this. I believe it has to do with the amino chains and that the the protein that you get from the plants does not make a full chain. You'll want to Google that yourself if that is something that you're interested in, because I really don't know if I am explaining that correctly. But basically, you're not getting a full protein from plants. And so I started wondering if this was the lack that I was feeling And because of this, I decided to introduce eggs back into my diet. That was, I think, about a year ago now. I believe it was in the summer, maybe maybe like August of last year or September of last year, that I've started eating eggs again. And that went really well. I didn't have any issues with it making me feel sick. And in fact, I actually noticed that it kept me full longer, which was nice. So then earlier this year, I was feeling better with having the eggs, but I was still feeling like my nutrition needs were not fully being met. So I started thinking about eating meat, chicken specifically, and or fish. And this is kind of where the big struggle came in. I had been a vegan for so long that it had really become part of my identity. And I don't know if you have had this struggle before, but when you start wanting to change something that has become part of your identity, it is that much harder. And the thoughts that I had coming up around eating meat honestly, like, shocked me. I'm so thankful that I was aware enough to, like, catch those thoughts. I had done so much research when I was vegan, and all of that research was going through my mind, everything that I had learned from a vegan perspective, like pro-vegan perspective. So things like I would be participating in the death of other living beings, which 
quite honestly, that does still bother me. But now I try to just really show gratitude for the things that I'm eating that are giving me and my body what I need. But also, I would be contributing more to the destruction of our planet. Like, living or eating a vegan diet, living a vegan lifestyle, is definitely more environmentally friendly. So that was another thing that was kind of weighing on me. And another, I would be filling my body with chemicals and other garbage. I had read this book called How Not to Die, which it's that's the same author as the as this app that's created. Like the app was created by the author of that book. And How Not to Die, if you've ever read it, it is very pro-vegan and basically walks you through how eating any animal product will kill you, to put it very bluntly. And so all of all of these things were running through my mind. But I was having such a hard time because I felt like intuitively that my needs were not being met. And I had all of these other things going through my mind, which, I mean, when we take a step back, they're all fears. They're all just fears. When my my body and my intuition was telling me that there was something else that I needed. But the biggest thought, the most shocking thought that I had, was that I would be a bad person. I would be a bad person if I ate meat. And when I had that thought come up, it came up multiple times, but it honestly almost knocked me back. Like, when I realized that that's what I was thinking, is that I would be a bad person if I ate meat. I was just, like, dumbfounded. I'm pretty sure my jaw, like, dropped open. (laughs) You would think, you would think that it was honestly somebody else, like, saying it to me. Like, that's the visceral reaction that I had to this thought going through my mind. So I fought with these thoughts for a few months. My partner was honestly a huge help in this area because he was encouraging me to try to try eating chicken and reminding me that if I didn't like it or didn't feel good, then I can always go back. I can just because I have, you know, a bite of chicken or a whole chicken meal does not mean that I cannot go back to being strictly vegan. That was very helpful. And eventually I decided to do it. So the first time I did, like I tried a bite of chicken and honestly I was like a hard no, like absolutely not. I do not like this. And then we waited, my partner and I, we waited 
maybe like a month or so, and then we decided to go out for dinner, and I tried chicken again. And I honestly loved it. I thought it was delicious. So since that point, which at this point now, it's probably been, I think, about a month and a half. So I've been eating chicken since that time. But what I want to add here is that although my my nutrition was the main reason for considering this change in the first place, the thought of I will be a bad person if I eat meat was probably the driving force behind me taking that first bite. Let me explain why. It like it really bothered me that something had become so ingrained in my identity that my mind was telling me that I would be a bad person if I took care of myself. Right? Like I the only reason why I started considering this in the first place was because I felt intuitively that I was missing something, that there was something else that I needed to take care of myself properly. And my mind was telling me that this was my identity and I would be a bad person if I tried to pursue the thing that inside of me I was saying that I needed it. It was definitely challenging to work through that mental block, but honestly, I'm so happy that I did. It was more so just whenever that thought would come up, because I did battle with those thoughts for, like I said, I think probably a few months. Whenever the thought would come up, I would just reframe it. I would tell myself, no, you are not a bad person. You are taking care of yourself. And I would always come back to, if you try it and you do not like it, then you can always go back. If you try it and it makes you feel sick, you can go back. If you try it and you see no benefit from it, you can go back. But it was also just at this point, like, I wanted to take care of myself, but at that point, I also just really wanted to not have this tie to this identity that was holding me back, that that was so strong within me that it was saying that I was a bad person if I stopped being this version of me. If I held on to this identity, or sorry, if I let go of this identity, that would then mean that I was a bad person. And that just, I knew, I knew that I was very uncomfortable with that and I needed to let that go. So like I said, at this point, I've been eating eggs for almost a year now and eating chicken for about a month and a half, and I'm feeling great. I should note that I do try to make the healthiest choices for myself, 
and also what I feel is the best for the animals when buying the eggs and chicken. So, for example, like the eggs, I buy free range when possible. And if my grocery store is not carrying free range that at that time, then I'll go with the free run. If you're not aware, the difference is that free range means that the chickens get to have free range of an entire field. Like they're, they're outdoors. They're enjoying the sunshine and the fresh air, living their best chicken lives. <laughs> and the free run, which is the second choice is they have free run of a chicken coop. So they are kept indoors in a coop, but they have free run of the entire coop. If you're buying eggs that are not free run or free range, it means that the chickens are being kept in inside this coop, literally never seeing sunlight. And they are like just squished together and basically don't move. So I, like I said, I try to make like the best choices. I do. I want to know that those chickens are having the best life that they can have. (laughs) So free range is definitely my first choice. And, you know, I will also say along with the chicken here, let me talk about the chicken first. So The chicken that I buy, I will only buy the free from chicken, which is like, so free from antibiotics and hormones. So they are not being injected with anything. It is the most natural form of chicken that you can get. Other than, I would say in both of these cases, Probably what would be better is if you were able to get it from like a local farmer down the street kind of thing. That would be even better. But unfortunately, that is not an option for me. Now, what I wanted to say before is that I do recognize that being able to buy the free from antibiotics and hormones chicken and being able to buy the free range or free run eggs those are both definitely a privilege. They are for sure more expensive, but it, for me, it was something that I knew if I was going to make this switch, then I wanted to be able to do it in one, the most loving way possible. And two, like loving to the animals, but also loving to myself that I wasn't going to be putting those chemicals into my body. So I didn't notice much of a difference with adding eggs back in, except that it kept me full longer. But after just over a month of eating chicken, I've noticed that my nails and my hair are much stronger. I feel like my energy levels are more balanced throughout the day. And I'm honestly just blown away by how my meals like keep me full for so long. That's really exciting. But also, let me just go back to the nails part. My nails are literally the longest that I think they have ever been. 
I mean, when I when I was vegan, they would grow a little bit and then break like immediately. As soon as they were above like my finger, they would start breaking and chipping. And now they are <laughs> very long. So this is very exciting. Like it's clearly the the chicken is clearly doing those good things for my body that I felt like it would. And I'm just feeling so good. So I'm really excited to see what other changes come in the next few months. And let me just say again here that I think that everybody's diet and nutrition choices are a very personal thing. Just because I have decided to stop being vegan after six years does not mean that you should not be vegan. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it. I'm actually really happy that I went vegan six years ago, and I truly believe that that was what I needed at that time. But as with all things in life, not everything is meant to be forever a part of you. And I think that it's just so important that we tune into ourselves and our soul, our intuition, and figure out what it is that our body and our innate wisdom is telling us that we need at that time. Because like our body holds that information. Like you have all of that knowledge, all of that wisdom inside of you. You know what is going to be best for you. If you really just tune in, block out the noise, block out the distractions, block out all the societal messaging coming at you. What is your intuition, your soul telling you that little quiet voice inside of you? What is it saying that you need? But I challenge you to dive into your own lives and determine what identities you have or are holding on to that may not be serving you anymore. Like, are you somebody who used to procrastinate in school and leave your assignments or studying to the last minute and now you're an adult and you're still carrying that identity with you? Like, that's something that you can let go of. Yeah, just take some time, maybe pull out a journal and write down any identities that come to your mind. Like, what, who do you see yourself as? And are those identities still something that is serving you? Or is there anything that you can let go of? I try to see my life as an experiment in that I follow what feels good to my soul and see what happens. And when I've been doing this, like, it's kind of scary but at the same time, like I've said before, you can always go back or change if something doesn't feel right to you or doesn't feel right anymore. That is what I have for you today. I hope that you take that time to write down the identities that you have and really figure out if you are holding on to anything that is no longer serving you. And I would love to hear about what identities you have, ones that you want to let go of, or ones that you're so happy that 
to be like, you know, I'm so happy to be a sister, an aunt, a girlfriend, a daughter, like, these are all identities that I am so happy and so grateful for in my life. And that bring me so much love and joy. Yeah, so just if you want to share anything with me, any of your identities with me that you love and are happy about or ones that you are choosing to let go of, then come see me over on Instagram at JessVanRose and we can chat some more. Also, if you want to send me a question, I do love to answer listener questions on the podcast. So you can come over there and send me your question as well. But that is what I have for you this week. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.